And we're back. It's the RU Review, episode number three. I'm Steve Titchener in our studio in Westfield. I'm with Devils radio announcer, Matt Lachlan. Make no mistake, Matt knows his Jersey sports. Matt, I you, do. You, you covered, what, North Central North Jersey for years. Oh, and then, gosh. And then went on back. to the Mets, mm-hmm. went on to the Nets. But before that, you were local. You were a local sports guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I got my start out of school, covering high school sports in Essex Union, Hudson, and Middlesex counties. It was a great, fertile ground, uh, right place, right time. A lot of great people came out of that. Bob Lee, Bruce Beck, people that you don't know of necessarily, right. but are in premier positions. A guy by the name of Steve Mayer is the uh, EVP of content for the National Hockey League. Uh, a guy by the name of Eamon Harrington uh, is a producer, won multiple, multiple, multiple national Emmy Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on and on and on it goes. Yeah, Bruce Beck's at NBC, right? Yep. And then yep. uh, Bob Lee's with the ESPN. Well, he's retired now. But, okay. Yep. yep. And he did uh, 30 by 30 and all those uh, shows, right? I mean, which were actually terrific on ESPN. Yeah, he's, uh, he was a great, uh, and still is, but it was when he was working a great sports journalist. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people came out of there, cameramen, yeah. producers, directors, audio people, creative, right. uh, woman who uh, worked at TV3. She's now, I don't know if she runs it, but she's very high up in Mercedes-Benz marketing department, like uh-huh. incredible, driven, talented people and yes. I was lucky to work there. And you and then went on to cover the Mets, the Nets, and then yeah. uh, and then your gig with the Devils, which you've been, how long have you been with the Devils now? Uh, gosh, 28 years, yeah. and something like that. And it's just starting, right? The season's yeah, rolling. Yeah, after yeah. the show, uh, I've got a meeting. We've got a broadcast meeting because this weekend we are doing some live streaming of a prospects tournament up in Buffalo. I'll uh-huh. be headed to Buffalo later on tonight. And then next week, camp opens. And in two weeks, we have our first preseason game. Right. And October 15th, we are yeah. live and then at we the start, start of the season. And we start juggling our schedule. Speaking of juggling our schedule, we couldn't get Johnny McAlee. He uh, is a busy man these days. So, uh, uh, Johnny, you'll just have to listen this week. We'll catch you next week. And we got a lot of uh, guests coming up. We'll get wait till we get into the Big Ten swing. And we'll bring in, uh, we'll have Steve Edelson in, contacting him. Steve's great. And obviously, Eric Legrand. Uh, maybe Sarge will come on. We'll get some uh, NJ.com people here as well. And, and that'll happen later in the season. Uh, so let's talk about this game on Saturday, Matt. And, you know, I didn't think it was going to be a pretty game by any means. I thought it, be, it certainly would be a, a scrappy game, and, it, and that's what it turned out to be. And, you know, listen, very important that Rutgers got the win, even if it was an ugly win. And uh, they they took care of business. Uh, Syracuse, again, not a very good team like Temple. Uh, they've got their uh, they've got their problems, and uh, which is kind of stunning. Dino Babers actually started out so good there. And I remember, you know, seeing uh, him in the locker room with his players and how much enthusiasm they had and thinking, man, and we were kind of mired in the the Ash uh, uh, tenure there and things weren't going well at Rutgers and just to see what was going on there early for him. But, you know, hit a wall last year and looks like it's going to be a bit of a struggle this year for him as well. Uh, but again, Rutgers, a 17, seven win. Um, 
And again, the defense played very well. Uh, that's the one uh, good uh, good sign here. The first two games, uh, certainly uh, the schedule is going to get a lot uh, tougher, uh, but the defense has looked good. The offense has done their job. Uh, it hasn't been um, a very uh, exciting offense. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of questions there. We'll get into it. They did struggle. <laughs> they, they couldn't move the ball in the first half. They finally were able to do something in the second half. But, yeah, they struggled. But they when can't you look at the, the line, when you look at the line, I mean, you know, Vedral is 22 of 28, 145 yards, touchdown, no interceptions. So, again, he, he took care of the football like he did against Temple, but just not a spectacular show here uh big uh, big touchdown pass to giovanni hoskins who by the way i think is a player to watch uh moving forward uh it'd be great to see some production from the tight end too going back to you know jerome washington if you know a few seasons ago uh just so you know you get so you get a big target like that and it could be a big weapon and uh, there's a touchdown to him uh in the in the second half which was uh which pretty much turned the game uh, but, uh, you know, he took care of the football, but you're right. I mean, it, it um, they weren't, uh, uh, they, you know, there's some three. They can't there. do anything. Yeah. They can't move the ball. Let's well, be honest. Yeah. That's the problem. Yes. Their defense is terrific. And that will hold them in good course once they hit the Big Ten. And presumably Saturday against Delaware. The fear is if that line doesn't get better, Vegel's under pressure all the time. He doesn't have enough time to set up. Maybe he's not making the reads quickly enough. I don't know. He's not getting the ball to anybody, and he's not getting the ball downfield. They struggle. Their yeah. special teams is very good, so they get good field position on the exchanges, yeah. and that works to their favor. Yeah. But their offensive line is mm. not good. And listen, Pacheco has nowhere to run. Well, there isn't even a sliver. And what that's about a concern Bo because if, What's Bo Melton yeah. done? He's your best receiver. Well, yeah, you can't touch get down against Temple, but nothing in the game. 40 yards. Yeah. Other mm. than that, he's averaging. And by the way, he's only averaging a little over seven yards per reception. Mm -hmm. Seven yards. Mm -hmm. They don't get the ball downfield. Yeah. Take that 40 yarder away. He's averaging yeah. less than five yards a catch. Well, it's, they're doing a lot of screens, a lot of dinks down there. Uh, I mean, Gleason's obviously seeing that he can't get the ball over anybody. Well, and, between and the, the so arm the issues that Vigil has yeah. and the line, the line can't hold yeah. anybody out. Yeah. So now, if you're not if you're not opening up holes against Temple and Sarah, a struggling Syracuse team, what are you going to do in the Big Ten? Well, I mean, and, that, and that's not the big have issue. Any room? He's got. You know, listen. Let's see what happens this week. You know, you can get right with practice and then some execution. So it's not like this is what you're going to get the rest of the way. But there has to be improvement. If there's not improvement, they will struggle. Yeah, Pacheco, 44 yards. He really hasn't gotten going against against Temple. And he against doesn't even have 100 Sergius. yards yeah. rushing. No, no. But, and by the so, way, that was in a 61-point performance. The right. team scored 61 points against Temple. Forget Syracuse for a moment. Yeah. He still doesn't have 100 yards in yeah. two games. Yeah, so again, they're, they're not opening any holes for him whatsoever. And, you know, listen, he's a guy, If we, we've seen it. We've seen long, the, the long run against Michigan. I mean, if you get a hole, this guy will hit the hole. He's a tough runner, and he's got nowhere to go. No, no. And so uh, it's, it's definitely a concern. They're going to have to straighten it out uh, quickly. Um, one would think that going up against uh, FCS foe would uh, – 
would help. Although, as you said, you know, with the first show, Matt, is let's not overlook Delaware here. They're a very good team, a very good FCS team. I think what I, there was someone uh, told me that there's already nine FCS uh, teams have beaten the FBS nine times this year already. So, yeah, it's something like that. I think yeah. it's eight, but yeah. ask Florida State what it's like. Right. I mean, listen, and, and they Rutgers, lost to Jacksonville State. Rutgers knows all about losing these types of games over the years. How did Notre and, Dame do? Escaped barely against Toledo. So watch out. Yeah, there, no question. And, you know, they got a pretty good quarterback, uh, Nolan Henderson. Uh, you know, a drop back passer doesn't run much, but he's got a good arm. And, you know, I mean, so if he's not a dual threat, well, that's a good thing. But if he's back there, he, he throws to a lot of receivers. Mm-hmm. Last game, he completed the balls to like some, you know, eight receivers. So, you know, you get a good quarterback who who can find his receivers and, and get the ball downfield and has a good arm. You know, that's a threat. Uh, it looks like they got a pretty good running back. Jajon Lee is, uh, you know, guy fast, obviously, because he's their, their kick returner, too. And so he catches the ball out of the backfield, too. So yeah, that's a threat there. So looks like their offense can do some damage. Now, I like Rutgers defense. I like the way they're playing. Now, you got to believe here, Matt, come on, that that offense, if, if they can't push them around a little bit, you'd hope that'd be the case. You'd hope they'd be a little bit bigger as an, as an FBS team and a little more physical. You'd hope so. And if that's the case, maybe, you know, Pacheco gets going and maybe they can just control a game. But you got to be you got to worry about Delaware's uh, uh, offense. And they always seem to have a good quarterback. It seems like they had another one. Yeah, they do. uh, By all accounts, it's not like I sat down and and run film of the first two games. Their win against Maine and then beating St. Francis, Uh, their coach. Uh, Danny Rocco is not happy with that performance against St. Francis, but, you know, he credited the defense. Uh, they're opportunistic. They're like Rutgers in that way. They create turnovers. They're winning the turnover battle. They haven't committed a turnover this year, and they've turned the ball over to the offense, defense to offense five times, not unlike Rutgers, which has done that 10 times. So that works to their favor. I agree with you. I think that the size advantage and the speed advantage works to Rutgers' favor, but that is true of all these matchups. The difference between the players who are on Delaware and Toledo and who are on Jacksonville State and who are on you know Miami of, of Ohio, et cetera, is that they're, they develop, but when they're being recruited, they're just a little short. Mm-hmm. They're just a little light. They're just a little slow compared to the bigger recruits. Yeah. But, you know, you got to be able to take advantage of that. And yeah, and it's a good example is the, the quarterback, right? I mean, he's, you know, uh, can't run much. Okay, so he's not a speedster, right? And then you, you're always looking for that dual threat quarterback. Seems like everybody wants that dual threat quarterback. Here's a kid who's just got a good arm, but he's yeah. not a big kid. He's 6'1". And so, you know, it seems to, you know, he's probably didn't get a lot of uh, attention. Oh, he's a Delaware kid and wanted to go to Delaware his whole life, you know, rooted for the Delaware's whole life. So it was one of those things. But again, uh, a good arm. And so uh, that's enough uh, to be to be a threat. Yeah, it, it is. And from a Rutgers perspective, it's not that you don't worry about that. You do. But the defense is so good that you can contain that offense. If you don't, I'm not sure Rutgers can get into a run and gun because they haven't shown that yet. No. Now, I don't know if Delaware's defense is stout or they just rely on the offense. Look, they've played a lot of games this year. They played in the spring. They went to the playoffs. 
they're sixth. So in, in the most recent rankings, so there's some quality there. You you overlook them at your uh, own and peril. Shiano made that clear. Shiano said we can't overlook this team. It's a good football team. And you've and, got Michigan next mm-hmm. week, so it is a game that Rutgers can look past. Oh, easily. And plus, it everybody is such a dangerous. And game. I said it too. I mean, I said, hey, we got to go into we okay? Rutgers has to go in three and zero. Uh, when they when they go to Ann Arbor, and I just you know I've repeated it a number of times, and now now they're two and zero, and it's looking good. So it's easily a, it could be a huge letdown game here. Uh, it and, it, uh, yeah. it could be it could be. I think players are humans, obviously, so they can get caught up in we should beat this team. They're in a lower division. We have won our games, but Rutgers hasn't clicked really. So I think that grabs their attention. I think Shiana will grab their attention, but you're yeah. talking about kids. You know, you're talking sure. about teenagers, early 20s, and it's easy to say, we're going to walk over this team. We're Big Ten. They're not. Let's get ready for yeah. Michigan at, at 3-0. and You do that, you could be in trouble. But they're home. The advantage is to Rutgers. So without being too gloom and doom, they should come away with the third victory. But it may not be easy. That would be a great thing for Rutgers, an easy win. They come out, everything clicks. Mm-hmm. You know, the offense is able to move the ball in the first series. The defense shuts Delaware down. They move the ball again, and they get some points on the board. And suddenly, that joint is rolling. The place is loud. The offense feels on track, lifting the pressure off their shoulders, and it could be a fun afternoon. On the other hand, mm-hmm. turn the ball over, three and out, three and out, three and out. It's no score. You're down seven nothing early in the second. You got yourself a ball game, and you know Shiano knows the, the feeling of losing to an FCS team. Sarge even brought it up in the uh, press conference. They lost to New Hampshire early in his tenure, sure. and, I, and I remember it well when his first year, first time out. Whenever an FBS team loses to him, they you know that everybody, alumni, and everybody. How can you lose to this lesser opponent? That's what happens. When in fact, some of the teams are actually very good, very well coached. Mm-hmm. And that's how important coaching is. And, you know, is able to coach up some players and able to kind of hang with these teams. Look at Appalachian State, which seems to consistently hang with a lot of these big, big uh, programs. Uh, or has in the past anyway. Yeah, and listen, so- uh, a lot goes into that. The amount of scholarships that the bigger schools can offer has been reduced over the years. You know, it used to be that, and I'm talking about in the dark ages, quote unquote, but, you know, the Alabamas could go and offer 125 scholarships. Now, that 125th kid had no chance to play. He thought he was going to, or maybe he played by the time he was a senior, but he wanted to go to Alabama, and that was a great program, and there was a pipeline to the pros, and his dreams were realized until he got on campus. And then transferring was hard, so you were kind of locked in. Scholarships have been reduced. Players move around a lot easier, and so the competition for talent is greater. And so these teams, the ones who put a lot of money and a lot of effort into having a good program, can have success. I would not be surprised in any outcome. A Rutgers blowout as they finally get on track, I would not be surprised if it's a tight game, but Rutgers controls it basically from start to finish, but it's not a wild Mm -hmm. spread at the end of the game. And honestly, I would be surprised, but I would not be shocked if Delaware is able to pull off the victory. It's not that big of a difference when you talk about the top teams in FCS and as much as Rutgers is at a higher level, where are they in that higher yeah. level? Like how and close? We're, um, we're not talking about Ohio State 
and Delaware. Mm-hmm. Although Ohio State may have some issues off their yeah. loss over the weekend. Sure. We're not talking about that. We're talking about dropping down mm-hmm. in Division One, which is where you find Rutgers. Yeah, and this is, so and, the gap is yeah. not that And Delaware's that one of the, what are they ranked, like the, the, seventh six, or something? Six. Sixth. There you go. So they're one of the best FCS teams. Yes. Yeah, and they went to the playoffs Whereas last this year. Isn't, They've um, won nine of their last ten games. Howard, Don't forget, they know? played in the spring. Rutgers was just getting some spring practices in, right, mm-hmm. in preparation for the season. Delaware was playing games. They've won nine of their last ten in this Right. calendar year right. and so they are a seasoned team and it'll be interesting that's yeah, so, for sure so yeah potential you let going? down no you, question you able, you able to swing it so you can be there 3 30 you know what i i know there's ah. wedding there's weddings at the brewery and so don't I'm, these I'm people know that you have a game to attend it. we have a, a wedding friday saturday and sunday yeah so uh i'm gonna be watching it on my phone there you go you know but i will Watch it on my phone. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. like I go in the back, you know, I have it right, right on my desk and, you know, I'll have a look and then go back and uh, do what I got to do and uh, and just stay, stay tuned. But uh, yeah, I'd love to be there even for, and you know, I was looking forward to that game actually. And so, because I, like you, I thought that this was no way going to be a cakewalk and this is going to be an interesting matchup actually. Yeah. Hopefully so, the fans come out. Yeah, they should. They uh, should. They did. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that, one end zone was pretty empty, but that was, I think, a result of the flooding from yeah. Ida and the delay of the Temple game. Mm-hmm. Hopefully now there'll be a, a big turnout for this game, even though it's Delaware and it's easy on a beautiful uh, fall. Yeah. Well, late summer afternoon and weather's supposed to be terrific. It's easy for people to find other things to do, but hopefully the stadium is. Yeah, and, and I don't, you know, again, like you said, I, I don't expect the blowout. I don't expect Rutgers to come out and pancake them by any means. I think this is going to be something that could be, it's could be a, it could be a game that goes well into the second half and, and then maybe Rutgers pulls it out at the end. Um, but I, I, uh, I don't think that you can assume that this is just going to be uh, a, a, a bigger, more powerful school coming at home, just running someone, uh, the opponent over. I, um, I just uh, No, Delaware's collecting work. a check, no. but they're coming for a no, win, no. too. Other schools know. Like, where did Fordham go earlier this year? Who the heck did Fordham play? Nebraska. And they got smoked, you know, 51, 14 or something like that. Uh-huh. But they were getting half a million dollars. And the Fordham coach said the players love the atmosphere, you know, big right. school, big crowd, yeah. et cetera. They didn't like it. And in Nebraska, result. they'll play. They'll, they come out for any opponent. Oh, yeah. Play, yeah. So uh, Fordham was planning for a victory, but that wasn't realistic. Mm-hmm. This is realistic. Delaware's taking the check, mm-hmm. but they're coming up to come away with a W, you know. Sure. So they're going to take your money and they're going to take the win if they can do it. So it it will be. Here's what's interesting, though. And I don't know. You know, we talked about it last week. We talked about him last week and it and that being the circumstance surrounding Gavin Wimsett. I wonder what happens this week. He's had two weeks of practice. Mm -hmm. He's not playing against Ohio State. He's not playing against Michigan. Right. Michigan comes first in Ohio State. Then comes Michigan State. Honestly, he's not barring some unforeseen circumstance, unless he's the next coming of yeah. John Elway. So maybe they he's get a not cushion, cushion in the second half and bring him out. Let's see, yeah. or they need a spark of some sort, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you might, I wonder, with two weeks yeah. of practice, whether or not he gets But needing the win in a tight game, I don't think Oh, it won't gonna, be. Yeah, Listen, yeah. if it's— They got to they open it up. Rutgers yeah. has to open it up. If it's it, 13-10 and it's late, 
Uh, again, they they might. I mean, if Vedril's not doing anything and they just mm-hmm. need a spark, maybe they're tired of just passes to the flat and you get a chance. Listen, if Melton's got some speed, which we know he does, he's got an advantage, say, on on the secondary and Vedril just can't get the ball there. You yeah. know, maybe you put Wimsad in the shotgun. He's got some extra time and he uses his big arm. It's possible, I think. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers I I, can play him yeah. four games before he loses his redshirt capabilities. You look at the schedule, and we don't have to go into it in detail, but it's all Big Ten after this. So mm-hmm. it's a challenge. It's certainly, I gave the next three games a tough run. You got Penn State coming up as well. So where might you get them in? But So if you subtract those three games, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, that's four out of your remaining games. Uh, off your schedule, y- you can probably find four games in there, Northwestern, but and this one too, mm-hmm. just to give them a little taste. Uh, we might see them. Yeah, it's a it's a possibility. And you know, Delaware. I and mean, the reason we don't believe that uh, this is necessarily going to be a blowout right of the jump is because of those offensive struggles and the fact that it's even against Delaware, you can't assume with the way that offense is played that they're just going to start l- racking up Look, points. You, right, exactly. You know, exactly. you scored so- 17 points against Syracuse, which has a pretty good defense, but that's yeah. it. It wasn't easy yeah. to put points on the board. Yeah. So now, credit usually, to Rutgers. Yeah. Second half, they put it together enough yeah. and they got the W. Usually you'll see like, you know, with F- FCS teams or, or lesser teams in general, it's usually special teams really lag there. I mean, you saw it against Syracuse where their punter struggled. And but and, and I got to tell you with Rutgers, man, how about they, Adam Corsak is just the, I mean, uh, Chiano had mentioned it. In his uh, in his press conference, that, that he just the way he flips the field. I mean, booming the ball in the carrier. Time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a fifty-two yard average. He, he was just he, was, he, he kicks it long. He kicks it accurately. He can find the sidelines, yeah. the angles. He's yeah. a terrific punter. Really I is. just wonder, given that kind of sidestep he takes, can, whether can that's do, an NFL. Could that, he do that, that in has, the pros? That's I don't know. That has nothing to do with what he's accomplished so right. far. I think too often we say, oh well, you know, he, what's he going to do in the NBA or the NHL but listen, how, or the but NFL? Matt, how many? As a college punter, he's great. How many college kids are doing what he's doing, too? I don't see a a bunch of college kids doing that position, punting like him and the way he does it. Now, are NFL, I'm I'm wondering if NFL scouts are thinking, well, can this happen in the NFL? Or would they figure out a way to snuff that out and block it or whatever? That's the question. Because you're relying on him finding, like, the seam or whatever. But it seems like it, why wouldn't it necessarily work, especially if he's really good at it, you know? Uh, but uh, I got, and then he's got a, he can boot the ball. I don't know if he gets that much hang time. It seems like he, he boots it a mile, mm-hmm. uh, but it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, but the, I, he'll, he's he'll doing, be given a chance, I believe. Although right. the world is littered with great college punters who, yeah, nothing happens for whatever reason. I've never no, understood like, what's well, think about the it. difference. I'm, and, but and there's I don't only, know, there's well, got to be a difference. There's only 30 jobs, right? Well, that, that's you, part you don't, of it You too. don't bring a backup punter in or maybe, no, a, you no, know, that's so, a very good point. That's a so very good there's, point. There's, there's only so many jobs. And so you just got to be. And a lot of those guys do it for a long time. So yes. it must be a lot right. more difficult than I think it is. Sure. To be a good punter. And it's got to have a hell of a leg. You know, yeah. those guys just boom the ball. So. Um, but, but special teams favors Rutgers. Defense favors Rutgers. You win two mm-hmm. out of three phases of the game. You should win. That's been the hallmark so far. Let's see what the but offense But so can do. important, and I think I think Shiano uh, will have uh, the team ready. I mean, you're confident that he will have a uh, a game plan 
and have the team ready and have them focused on Delaware and not overlooking it and getting into, you know, that trip to Ann Arbor uh, coming up and the Big Ten schedule just to have to have to win this one. Delaware at home. I mean, you know, everybody's saying, OK, this is a win. But again, it's um, it, it's a dangerous opponent without a doubt. And uh, they um, uh, they've got to be ready to play. And, and that offense has just got to start. And this is a good time to find out really, hey, can this offense, can you against this team going into your Big Ten schedule, you got to figure some things out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it starts on the line. And That's Gleason, the problem. Yeah. It's the line. Mm-hmm. And and Gleason, um, you know, is it, you know, after such a great start last year, uh, is there some question marks there? I mean, clearly uh, he, he knows uh, uh, he knows this team and he, uh, he at this point in his second year. I think there might be a, a, a couple question marks there. Hey, what's going on with this with this offensive coordinator who is a rising star, but yet in the first two uh, the first two games of this year, the offense has been kind of. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, you make a good point. Rutgers scored a lot last year, mm-hmm. and it's essentially the same crew. Um, you know, Vedral and Pacheco and Melton and what have mm-hmm. you. So. There could be something to that. It also could be that Rutgers is hiding a few things, just waiting for the Big Ten. Why mm-hmm. expose your hand? We talked about that uh, last show or the show before that. So I, I, I don't think the bloom is off the rose at all mm-hmm. for Sean Gleason. I, I think. Oh, it's way too early, I would yeah. say. But are you just saying, hey, wait a minute, what's going on with this offense that's supposed to be so drastically? He improved. hasn't coached the line. Yeah, yeah, it's the line. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. That's a good point. It, there, there's some struggles there. It's certainly on the run game, man. I mean, there's just nowhere for Pacheco to go. Everything Pacheco gets, he earns. I mean, there's not, get it much. doesn't even seem like there's a sliver there. So, yes, I mean, it's, it, uh, it certainly is a, a you know, And you could blame point. it if Rutgers was turning the ball over. You'd say, well, that's a problem. They don't get a chance to get on track. They don't turn the ball over. Right. They just don't move the ball. So, SHI Stadium this Saturday, Rutgers, uh, Delaware. That'll do it for this week's show. Again, we'll have some guests coming up over the next few weeks, and then we'll get into our Big Ten schedule with Rutgers going to Ann Arbor the following Saturday. But first, need to take care of business in Piscataway this Saturday. And that'll do it for this week. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan. Uh, Check out our podcast on... SoundCloud. We're on Spotify, on iTunes, anywhere where you listen to your podcasts and find your podcasts. Check us out and we'll uh, catch you all next week. Bye-bye.